Crew Nation, welcome to episode 757 of Random Musings from the Clinical Trials Guru. In this episode, I talk to clinical trial manager who immigrated from India to the United States with no research background whatsoever, started out as a receptionist, worked her way into coordinating, monitoring, working for vendors, CROs, sponsors. Now she's a CTM, clinical trial manager, with a biotech. Ritu Wadwani. A very inspiring interview, regardless of your skill level in this industry. There's something to learn here. Thank you to my sponsors, Viva Site Vault. Absolutely free e-regulatory for sites, e-DOA, e-signatures. It's all free. If you wanted to take that first step and digitize your investigational site files, Viva Site Vault. It's the only one that you should check out. My next sponsor is Inato, also free. Thank you so much to Inato. You can get your studies. If you're an experienced site, you should be on there regularly looking for new study opportunities. It is very user-friendly. They are incorporating new features on a regular basis. Check out Inato in the show notes. I use it regularly. Actually, this week, I just applied to two studies. Uh, and finally, the only sponsor that's not free, Creo. Creo is eSource, eReg, CTMS, informed consent, electronics, marketing, texting, automated texting. They keep adding more things. They have electronic medical record requests. They have a marketplace where you can also be positioned to potentially get studies. It's just an amazing tool. I can't imagine life without Creo. Check it out in the show notes. Thank you for making this show possible. Enjoy the show. Guru Nation, welcome back to another episode of Random Musings from the Clinical Trials Guru. My gosh, this will be an excellent, guys and gals. I don't think you're ready, okay, because we have Ritu Wadwani, She's a clinical trial manager based out of New York City. She's done so many roles in this industry. Okay, she's been senior study associate, startup specialist. She's worked for sponsors and CROs and sites, clinical study specialist. Looks like multiple therapeutic areas. We're going to get into that. Um, a vendor for CNS studies. Maybe we worked together in the past life somewhere because that's my world um i mean everything crc and if that's not enough guys and gals ritu is an immigrant from india and after college and her linkedin's underneath you go look for yourself and go connect with her for yourself so there's a lot of different topics that we're going to try to fit into this 30 to 60 minute podcast so ritu thank you so much for generously uh agreeing to come on thank you so much dan thank you so much for your kind words and that great uh introduction i really appreciate that and before we get into uh you know our podcast i really want to thank you to letting me you know giving me this opportunity to be doing this today and i have been following you for a very long time I saw that that book behind you. I have that book and mm. I have recommended that book to my friends who are trying to get into clinical trials. 
who don't know what clinical trials are and you know what this uh you know world is about thank so you. again thank you i think you're doing a great job uh and um i really enjoy your posts and i'm a avid, avid follower so thank, thank you. you really appreciate it and uh <laughs> thanks for jumping on the live stream the other day um it was a uh, really good it was fun to do that kind of uh, <clears throat> live stream so yeah i mean how Maybe go back to high school, college in India. Did you ever like think you're gonna come to the United States, or was it like what was no, going on with not. you? Uh, we United States was never in the picture. I uh, I come from a small town uh, called Ajmer. It's um, it's in the western part of India, a state called Rajasthan. It's a very popular state. Um, very visitor-friendly state. It's beautiful out there. So I come from that state. And when I was growing up, I always wanted to be a doctor. My parents were really want really wanted me to get into that profession. And um, I I think I would have become a good one if I was focused and more driven at the time. Because you know when you are in high school and uh, I mean, my parents gave me every opportunity to take classes, go everywhere, any books I needed, whatever resources that I really needed. But I think I did not have that drive to really get into it and crack the exam, which I didn't. But I I still uh, did my graduation uh, from uh, in the field of science. So I have a bachelor's of science. Uh, my major was biology. So I totally enjoyed that. And um, once I graduated, just life happened and um, fate brought me here because my husband, um, he was in, in, he used to be in the US and he came back there to get married. <laughs> so uh, that's how it was a really uh, an arranged marriage. And uh, that's how I came to US. I, no one from my family, immediate or far, was in the US. We did not know anything. And I just came here. I was only 21 years old because I was just right out of college and I came. And it was it was a struggle, uh, to be honest, Dan, at that time, um, because I was very young. I never lived alone. I My college school was with my parents at home. Uh, so to come to altogether new country that I had no uh, idea about, um, it was pretty hard. And that was also 21 years ago when social media was not out there. And you really can't meet people until you actually meet them in like person this was around <laughs> and, uh, what 2001 2002 2002 2002 it was june of 2002 so i remember that uh, environment yeah i was in college at that time and uh 9 11 just happened yes. and the environment yes. was a little strange not un it not was. unlike what it is today but uh different still yeah it was it was and uh so, like, my parents thought, oh, she's so young, she'd probably go to college there and do something, you know. And I thought thought so, too. I was like, yeah, I mean, it's great. I can do my postgraduate there and do something. And when I went there, uh, I actually also was, I did not know what to do. Uh, so my husband said, you want to do MBA? I'm like, yeah, that's a good thing. Maybe I'll do an MBA and get a job So in some, I, I, I'd never even thought about pursuing something in science, even though that's my background. So I did the GMAT and uh, I got into a college, but just life had to happen. So I couldn't even go to that college. My husband had to move from Michigan and we came, we went to California 
And there I was again thinking about what to do now. So I met some people, like some of our family, and they're like, you should maybe do nursing or you can do some, like people would give me ideas and I just did not know how to go about it. So anyways, fast forward to New Jersey, which is 2003. I came here and again, I was like, I don't know what to do. I was tired of sitting at home. So then I just did a... It was a very, and again, the whole, the visa issue was the biggest problem because I was on the, on the, uh, I don't wouldn't even remember, dependent visa at the time. So I couldn't work. And uh, so I just like started like some sort of, uh, you know, job in New York City where I would, you know, get paid in cash. And I just wanted to do something because I was tired of sitting at home. And I think that job really just gave me, uh, you know, uh, an idea of what the office is, because I have never worked in India. I can't even fax anything, forget about anything else. So, you know, that, you know, how to work with people. And uh, it was sort of a good experience. I stayed there for almost a year before I found out that this is not for me. And I really wanted to do something with like healthcare. That by that time, I just knew that. So instead of sitting at home, instead of trying to see uh, you know, if I can go to a college or I just like started looking for jobs in doctor's offices, just like that. And I got a job. Um, I was a front office receptionist. I was doing medical billing for her. She also was a very new doctor. It was a new practice. We had, we used to have two patients in one week. Uh, <laughs> and she and I used to just wait for patients and just, she was amazing, amazing. Wow. But by the time I left there, which was almost two years after that, she had like 100 patients practice already. So she grew so, her practice during this time with you. You helped her grow. Yes. Yes. We actually, we both, it was just her and I, wow. and I was doing everything for her. Like I was the one who would open the door in the morning. And was this in New York City or where? where it was, was in uh, Edgewater, New Jersey. So oh, okay. I am based out of New Jersey. So okay. we, uh, so so and then we had to move from there. I left there. And then by the time I was really not very motivated, I was sort of like, okay with what I was doing, what I was making. And um, I went to another uh, another doctor for the same kind of role, like a practice administrator. I got that job. I didn't take it because I was doing for a couple of other places and I took the other one, not him. And, uh, and that was... Uh, big company uh dan uh who would just deal with medical insurances like medicine i don't know if you've heard of it but yeah of course i got all day long i would just pick up the phone and call insurance companies for the bills and the bills used to be millions of dollars and i just couldn't do the numbers so you were office. doing billing you were helping doing billing at the office yes. yeah yes yeah so it was more of like just billing at mm -hmm. least when i was with the doctor's office i had so much interaction with the patients that I was, I used to love that job, even though it was, right. I was not getting enough money uh, at the time, but I, I was learning so much and the patient interaction was just so amazing for me. Anyhow, this thing did not work. So I called the other doctor again and told him that, you know, uh, that didn't work. So do you still have that position open? And he said, that position is filled, but I have something else that you might be interested in, might be good at. If you want to come meet me, do that. And I'm like, okay. So I went there and he goes, do you know anything about clinical research? I am a research site and, uh, you know, my code, this is my coordinator. She's moving in two months. 
and by your background, I think like you might be a good fit if we trained you properly. Wow. What do you think about <laughs> it? <laughs> yes. And I was like, interesting. And he just gave me a book and he said, read this and uh, and tell me what do you think about it? And I went home and I read and I'm like, wow, this is amazing. And the funny thing is, uh, Dan, I would never think that I would be even eligible to be doing that. I, I, In my head, I would think maybe I have to go to some college and learn more yeah. and then get into this profession. But uh, everybody he, thinks that. Yes. Every, yes. And I'm uh, he's a yes. site owner. I'm a site owner. No matter where you're located, your site, if it's in a big market like greater New York or if it's in a small like Yuma, Arizona, the talent to find a, a coordinator is tough. Like it's it's actually impossible where I live. I would do I literally do the same thing that he did with you yeah. with my book, though. I, I'm like, here, this is research. Consider it. But I only want you if you are interested and like the majority are not. They just think okay. it's something scam and they're like, oh, thanks for the book. They probably yeah. don't read it. But yeah. when they find someone like you, you know, and he must have saw something in you in the interview or. He did. I am. I am still in touch with him. I am still so grateful to him. I. Wow. He he taught me so much, Dan. And. He was a great PI, really amazing PI. Wow. And so this coordinator, she started teaching me. And I still remember the first time that I was screening a, or in I'm doing I was consenting a subject. I was so nervous, Dan. And I'm now I believe to think that I'm, you know, I'm confident and I'm a people's person. I can <laughs> talk. But at that time, I was, I just got but what, like, like a week in a week into your new job or probably uh, two or two and a half weeks. Where I got stuck was explaining the study, like what the medicine is going to do, like how it's going to help them. Cause you didn't uh, learn it those, yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but she was there with me. Of course she, I was shadowing her. So she took over and, uh, and then that, that, that day I was like, this cannot happen again. So I really uh, got my head into it and learned the study very well. And from there, there was no looking back. She left and I was the only coordinator there. Uh, we had only two studies at, at the time. After that, we had five studies and I was the only research person there, Dan. So wow. I did everything from everything, like from the feasibility questionnaire to negotiating budgets to wow you did everything. like preparing the site for the psvs um every it was amazing i mean i i still remember <laughs> I, I was it, it was like i had found my calling because this is what i always wanted to do i wanted to that sounds like me in my first five years that's exactly <laughs> what i i was thrown into it same yeah. exact thing everybody quit yeah. the payroll was not running the management left and it was just my dad who was one of the pis and he said hey okay. this place is falling apart oh wow either take over or go find another job and i wasn't even getting paid i was like a volunteer so yeah. i like i just said okay let's do it and uh rest is history yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so same thing and i wasn't making a lot of money at the time it was also part-time but Matthias yeah. told me this that think of it as a school. He said that was yeah. his words. Wow, that's and good. And I, I 
think he was right. He was right. I so, think he's right too. I think that's a really good way to actually put it. Yeah. And you know what's great? Like you had an excellent background. You know, you you had a bachelor, you were almost MBA. Um but you can do that and you were also just receptionist. I know people who did exactly almost exactly your story. Maybe instead of immigrating from India it was Mexico or um ecuador in one example mm -hmm. but receptionist research run the whole thing you know the rest is history 20 years later like you you're a clinical trial manager you've done literally everything one can imagine uh, and we're gonna get through some of these roles but how long were you coordinator at this place so I coordinated there. I was a coordinator for two years and then I had to leave for some personal reasons. And it was not very, I mean, he, my, like my PI's exact words were like, what would I do without you? You know, this is, I want someone like, because I used to go every, in a couple of weeks or so, I'll go to him to have him sign things. And he would just like, of course he will look at it where he needs to sign, but he would like, because I was, she's he did not have to worry a lot while I was there. So he really, I mean, it was mutual. Like we both worked very well together. So mm -hmm. what I had to leave, and then when I when I came back, uh, I was out overseas for maybe a year, less than less than a year. And when I came back, I started looking again, and he did not have the position. My same PI did not have the position, so I went to another research center. And this was a research center, uh, Dan, it was, it had- Wait, but you had to leave, you had to leave for personal reasons. Did you move or you stayed no, in the no, same place? No, no, I didn't place? move. I did okay. not move. Okay. I, my husband was still here. Uh, I just had to do deal with something personally, yeah. so I went there. So you and couldn't work came... anymore with him. You, then you just found another site. Exactly, exactly. Okay. So when I came back, uh, I started looking again and um, I went to this another clinical research center and it was that was a great experience too because then this PI or the site director was had a totally opposite temperament from my this PI like he was a tough taskmaster he was <laughs> he wouldn't take like any like I remember um, we I had joined during the Sandy the big hurricane that came in New Jersey back in 2010 mm. or mm. I, was, I think 12, 2012. And mm. he actually made all the coordinators come to work in that. <laughs> wow. That, uh, like situation. I mean, probably he wasn't even, he wasn't aware also that it is so bad out there, but anyhow, <laughs> he was, he was very tough. Yeah. There were like sharks in the subways and stuff back then. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. But uh, the point is, uh, I learned a lot there too because uh, he he actually sent me one thing that he did really good was he sent me to a nursing school to learn phlebotomy and like oh. uh, like medical assistant stuff because awesome so has, you you drew yeah. blood the yeah. I keep active people don't know this the other last week I drew two patients' bloods one really? with butterfly one with straight needle yeah I still do it wow. I still do it the coordinators joke with me because uh we have a new staff and we train them all also and this exact thing what your PI did 
I do yeah. the same thing. If you don't know how to draw blood and you want to learn, we're going to teach you. And we yeah. have one of the best phlebotomists in Yuma that teaches us on the weekends. And then she says, hey, you just got to practice. So some of the time, the new ones are nervous. So they ask me, like, joking, like, do you want to do it? I say, yeah. I just did it. Boom. Nothing. The patient was like, oh, nobody get it on the first try. Aww. <laughs> so it's a good to brag to the staff, yeah. too. See, I can do it, too. I, I, I mean, I had to draw at least 100 blood draws before I got that thing that you're okay to do that. Wow. So I used to, I used to be in a hospital, hospital like lab. So you got I, actual like a license. It wasn't a license, but oh, it like was, a certificate. Yeah, like okay, yeah, okay. like a like a certificate from yeah. the nursing school that I am I'm ready okay. to draw blood. Yeah. Yeah. New Jersey's so, probably more strict. New York, New Jersey, Arizona, yeah. even surprisingly California is not that strict. It's just okay. if a doctor or an NP supervises you, you can do it. So we have like safety training and as long as someone's supervising you, you know how to do it. But it's actually not that difficult. You know yeah. Brad Hightower? Brad, uh, uh, Brad, the other podcaster, SOS guy, Note to File podcast. Okay. Uh, he started as a phlebotomist, too. And uh, he's a site owner now. Very successful site owner. Wow. That's Shout amazing. out to Brad Hightower. Are you coming to SOS? No. I don't know where it is. We got to talk afterwards. You got to get you there. February 2nd oh. in Tucson, Arizona. Save our sites conference. Okay. You, you okay. have to come. I'll, <laughs> I'll put you on the list. You don't need to worry about ticket. You know, just get your flight and the hotel. Okay. I'll get you. I'll get you on the list. Okay. That'd be awesome. I'd love to do that. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that was that. Then so there I was, I worked for different therapeutic areas and that it was different because I was working on hospital floors. So at, there were three different hospitals. I actually used to travel between all the three. Uh, wherever there were uh, subjects uh, I did like uh, oncology trials there I did uh, C. diff trials I, I did uh, dermatology C. trials C. diff are hard those are was, hard stuff I used to go to that emergency room every day that emergency doctor knew me he, she's back again <laughs> like do you have a subject with C. diff today <laughs> wow so you were recruiting I mean literally everything at the yeah. site level yeah do you think because because you and we have to do a part two of yeah. this interview um maybe we'll go live and take questions but uh sure. do you think and i recommend to everyone look start at the site level especially if you're immigrating but even if you're not like the site level is where you learn everything and if you're lucky enough to be at the sites like you and i were i mean you're forced you have no choice you have to learn how to screen how to recruit how to do budget, how to get studies, uh, everything, right? Process samples. Process samples. Everything, yeah. <laughs> I process samples, send it back, data entry, everything. Do I mean, you realize that, like, I tell people in the videos, I'm in the book, I have links. Like, GCP, you get it for free. AIDA, you get it for free. That's what I did as soon as I started. My PS, I do these. But imagine if you had GCP and IATA and you just went to 10 sites, forget about applying, just go to 10 sites and say, hey, I don't have research experience, but I already did my GCP and IATA and I know how to do these things because I watch podcasts. They will eventually hire you. There's a demand 
for coordinate. It's an unbelievable demand, but people don't want to yeah. do it. People would yeah. rather say, no, I'd rather take a student loan and get a master's degree when yeah. they already have a master's. Now they want another master's. Yeah. Master's in clinical research now they want. Yeah. yeah. You don't need it. You get your own master like your PI told you. Yeah. This is your master's degree. Yes, it is. Because that's how you learn, Dan. I think for a I think a coordinator role is for a person who likes people, first of all. Yeah. And who knows what I mean, at least for me, I had a passion for like healthcare and science. Like I yeah. just wanted to be a part of this whole system. Fine, I'm not I'm not prescribing a medicine, but I'm at least a part of a process where the medicine actually went to the doctor to be prescribed, right? But so, can you can you break it down because you are I'm also an immigrant, but we moved here when I was three, so I don't I still have like the immigrant I was raised by my parents, like very strong immigrant household, mm -hmm. right? I was, imagine mm -hmm. it's very similar to India. Yeah. Most countries when they immigrate here most people they're same like education education so a lot of these questions i get okay are from people from india yeah. three two and they they're like do i need this master's should i get another master's everything is like about education instead and, and of just I going was, i was that person when i came to new jersey one of our friends my husband's friends they had come over to met meet us and they were saying, Ritu, New Jersey is a pharmaceutical hub. You should actually go do something there. And I'm like, but how am I even going to get started? Like, how do I apply? What do I say? What's my experience? I like how do I have do I need a degree for that? Like, what do I do? So I never, so I'm sure if I if if my PI didn't tell me that you can do clinical research, I don't know if I was would. I don't know why, where I would I have been or what I was what I'll be doing. I don't know, but the thing is, people don't know that there is a path where you don't need to have a college degree. There is another path. But and it's I almost like blasphemy, you know, because religion in our not religion, education in every culture is like the gateway to yes. success, you know. Yes. And we're telling them on YouTube. Yeah. No, you don't need it. Just go in person to the clinic, research clinic, and yeah. do your GCP and AIDA. They, yeah. they, it's almost like you feel bad giving this advice because it's like counterintuitive yeah. to even it what is. I was raised. And and to be honest, uh, Dan, I have a bachelor's in science, and it helps me, right? I mean, <laughs> it, course, does, it yeah. does help me. Like it, 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 it helps me. And your but master's would have helped you too, to be honest with you. But you still accomplished everything that you could have without a master's. Yeah. Yes. Yes, I, I agree. Uh, I agree. I did. So and I, I, I think, uh, I mean, I, I, I just feel like I am 10 years late. <laughs> I wish I had known this. Uh, yeah. Sooner, but it's okay. I mean, that's only one thing that we're I... young, we're young, <laughs> we're about the same age, I think. And uh, we're still yeah. young. That's what yeah. people don't understand. Like, once you're in this industry, there's no getting out. Like you have to do That's something true. so bad. You have to do like fraud to be banned there. If you just make mistakes, <clears throat> that's just normal. Like yeah, the next place will hire you like that. 
if you make mistake, you just have to document it then. That's all we need to do. Yeah, but even if you're lazy, you're yeah. safe. Your job, your career is safe. Yeah, no, no, I agree. I'm just saying that, or maybe, I mean, I needed those years to get to where I am, but I, I yeah. should have done, I just feel like I, I, if I knew I could have done this sooner, I, I would be in the industry sooner, but. Yeah. But look at everything you have done, though. So after the site, what was the next job after the so two sites? Then what happened then, uh, when I was at this clinical research center where I was doing all the three hospitals, during that time, uh, I actually conceived my boys and yeah. my pregnancy was a little bit um, like I had to be off my foot and really be careful. So I could Wait, boys? Mom. You had twins? I have two boys, yes. Twins? Yes. Congrats. Wow, that's amazing. My wife is a twin. She's oh, her really? and the twin brother. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. That's mm. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. They are they are nine years, almost ten years old, my boys. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So when that happened, I had to take a break because I was I just quit my job at the time and so I was out for two years until they got they both were one year old and went to the daycare. Sure. And then when I started looking again, then at that time I wanted to do something which is uh, for which I did not have to be like, like it wouldn't be so demanding for me to be in the hospitals or yeah. you know, the patients. Like hustle, like, like go hustle, yeah. catch, catch what you eat type of mentality. You know? Exactly, exactly. So, uh, so I started looking, I, I mean, I, I, I drafted my resume and I reached out to like recruiters and that's how I got the first job uh, with a company called Metavante. They are something I else worked now. with them. They're, oh they are, they don't exist. What is it? Bracket now? Pro or there's something else? Something, Prophase, something. I don't I know. I think I have a call with one things. of them later today for a depression study. I'm a raider. And uh, oh my they want to. Yeah, I'm a raider. I do rating oh. skills too. So we have Damn, a depression. Yeah, <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, I'm doing Madras, Skid. CGI, all that stuff. Like oh I'm my doing God. It. Oh Yeah, gosh. but uh, these are the people, for people that don't know, they train, like if you do psychiatric studies, central nervous system, they want consistency of rating scale. So if it's like a PANS for schizophrenia or an ADAS COG for Alzheimer or like MADRAS. I did that one. I the did that one five. too. Oh my gosh. That one's I not mean, so I hard. was not a rater, but we... we... Uh, what I would do is just put all the raters' um, qualifications in a tracker, and then our medical monitors would look at that and approve that rater. Or if ah, uh, so you were okay. like tracking, but you weren't yeah. reviewing their scores and re-educating them when you need to, or was that? No, I wasn't else? doing that. Damn uh, it! It was a very different. Those people are annoying. Time. I have to talk to yeah. one of them today, and I'm gonna argue with them because I'm gonna say, "Well, you rate it how you would you you rate it then." Yeah, yeah. You know, they're always trying to say, well, you didn't rate this. Why did the patient present? Now um, I document like crazy because I'm not going to remember. So I look back now in Medria. I'm like, look, what what would you do? And you have the audio. You can listen to yourself. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, yeah. Sorry, I get mad. No, no, that's fine. <laughs> that was that was I think that was 2014, I believe. We might have worked together because back then you probably saw my profile. I would, I may have, Dan. <laughs> yeah, I was doing all, that was the middle of all of it. PANS, ADAS, COG, all the Alzheimer's, schizophrenia, bipolar ones. Yeah. That was doing all of those. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. So that, that job was a very different, Dan, in the sense that it was more, 
uh, it was more like office job. Like I was really not looking at any patients or patient data. They they made a they made a device called Virgil. Then yeah, which I was, remember. Yes. So when they had when when it was coming on, we were at the back end of who is going to get access into the system. Like which raters will get into the system? Have they completed their training? If they have, they if they completed the training, give them access. Or if they are, and if they are, if they are in the middle of something or some there is a technical issue, they would call us, and then we will connect them to the technical team. Mm-hmm. If it's mm-hmm. a very technical issue, otherwise, if it's an access issue or something that we have to change, I would. So I probably did that for. I was there for a year, and again, I it was very far then. I really had to travel a a lot for that job back but, then that was in the off today that's remote all those jobs are yes. remote yes i i i used to go to work five days a week and it was an hour travel one way and i had where, where was new, this this was new jersey it also in, no? it was close to um i think it was close to princeton but further down like it yeah, was really yeah. Far. it was like the border of new jersey and pennsylvania really it was really far but that's amazing when I saw that on your because that's a small group of uh, people that actually do that. Um, not too many people like work at those CNS type of vendors. Uh, yeah, there's a few so, of them now. Yeah, but but the thing is, Dan, I made such good connections also, and they go so far in life <laughs> if you have good connections and good rapport with people. But anyhow, so. I left there because I couldn't do that travel so much. My kids were little mm-hmm. and I a recruiter reached out to me by LinkedIn. Uh, it was a direct recruiter from PRA, which is a CRO. Now they are, I think, taken by Icon. I think they are yeah. the same yeah. now. So they called me for this job. At uh, I mean, we would be placed in Sanofi, but I was PRA employee, like the CRO. Um, and it was sort of an in-house CRA role and, uh, I got that and, um, there I stayed, uh, two and a half years then. I think mm-hmm. it really rooted me into what happens at the CRO and sponsor end and what we need to do at the sponsor end because Medavante was not at all. It was neither a CRO nor a sponsor. We were working with both sponsor and CRO and right. the sites. So it it's was a like vendor. Sponsor. Yeah. It's a... Yeah. Yeah. So, so when I worked at PRA, I learned a lot there. I made good connections. Um, and from there, uh, I moved on to another another positions. They were all consulting positions. And they, they all reached out to me via LinkedIn. So all these roles after your last site, once you got the Metavante role that you that, that was, was after that yeah. you um you had kids, yes, you got that one, and then everything mm-hmm. after has been someone reaching out to you. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. So that that foot in the door was hard, but I had to do it because even though it was far and it was not what I wanted to do, but I needed to get into this world. So. I took that job and I'm, I am grateful that I did because I did learn a lot there too. So, mm. so from there, then again, from Sanofi, uh, from PRA Sanofi, I went to Regeneron. Uh, I was there 
year and a half probably. And then after that, I went to Pfizer for some time. And then I went to um, BMS. Then I went to Daiichi. Yeah, so. Wow. Yeah. And then you went, you went back to Icon. Uh, but that was only for five months. Startup specialist. Yeah, so that, that was the time when. Uh, oh, that was COVID. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was in it's the middle funny, of COVID. Dan, that, you know, it was so funny that. I started look because my Pfizer contract was a um, six month contract only. Wait, you and, worked from Pfizer as site intelligence lead yes. from July 2019 to January 2020, right yes. before yes. the pandemic. Yes. Yeah, it's funny. And as soon as that contract ended, uh, it did not get renewed. And um I told my husband, let's take a big vacation because now I don't have to worry about a, only two weeks. So we went to India for maybe three and a half weeks or so. And when I came back from there, we just came back right before the pandemic like hit and everything was closed. So wow. we came and then I was still looking for jobs because I did not have a job at the time. And so this one, actually, I had reached out to a recruiter and she sent me this. Uh, job and uh, it was paying less than what I was making before and I just took it then because I was like well I'll take it now and we'll see how it goes and um, because it was so uncertain at the time what's going to happen COVID's happening uh, and that how, was a sponsor uh, right that's a sponsor it was a no it was a CRO so it was oh that's a CRO well, okay yeah but it was we were doing work for BMS but again, oh, I never, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, we never in we never went into the office. I was interviewed on the phone. I was onboarded. Everything was online. I never went into the office. That's when the work from home stuff started. Yeah, yeah. So, and within five months, I was realizing that maybe this is a little bit uh, junior level for me than I am uh, capable of. But I was still doing it. And what just so happened that. Uh, something happened within the company and they asked everybody all of us they said that we're going to look look for projects for you but if you don't get anything by a certain date then you probably have to be on your own so so then I was like well, I don't want to wait for them I just started looking on my own and then I got another job and I resigned there and I went to the other job so you found the other one so you from the startup specialist is the one yes. that you okay yeah. And maybe so, we worked there together too, because I probably do the majority of the study startup stuff at my sites and uh, well, uh, until I hand it off to the coordinator. But um, yeah, wow. I did a lot of ICFs there then. All I did there was ICFs. So oh. for me, then, when also that is a little uh, challenging for me if I have to just do one thing. So mm -hmm. right now, because I'm a CTM, I'm like doing 15 different things at the same time, right? And I mm -hmm. mean, so uh, something is priority on one day, another thing is the other day, but that's how I like the dynamic, dynamic yeah. part of it. I just can't like just do one, like if it's ICF reviews all, that's all I'm doing all day yeah. long. Yeah. So that is, I then I get bored and I get worn out, but if I can do different things and I learn different things, I think that's how I grow also. So that's why this role that I'm doing now, it's amazing. And 
even when I was a Daichi, then my pro the CTM that I was working for, the AD, Associate Director, he was such a giving manager, uh, Dan, in the sense that he let me take so many initiatives because I was a study associate there. But he let me do a few things which were CTM uh, really role, but so that I could learn. And that's how I learned. Then I landed this job. where It's I always learn. something like that. Like yeah. when you're at a place, if you have like, appropriate leadership or maybe not even appropriate necessarily but like me with my coordinator right i'm the site director but if i'm busy i'll tell my crc hey help me do this feasibility survey and they say oh well what is that i've never done it well just do it and you'll see and ask me questions if you have questions so then they start doing that stuff that's how you gain skills doing things that someone else is actually in charge of, but they need help. Yeah, exactly. So that's what he did. And uh, that's how I learned. And um, I mean, that's how I have learned all my life Dan, on, on the job. Mm -hmm. So, and I think that's the best way to learn. I feel because oh, yeah. you're actually doing what you're supposed to be doing. <laughs> so you, and you, it you takes just... the right like personality, but it sounds like that's you because you said it yourself, you have to do a lot of things. You know, CTM is probably perfect for you. Um, yeah. I think you would be good as like a site owner also, but that's that's different because then it's like also uh, riskier too. So that's uh, yeah. someone's risk tolerance. It's a little different and it would be back to being uh, like a coordinator in the beginning, but... Yeah, yeah. No, but that's something... I don't know, maybe... I... I I see myself, uh, I could be a site owner too. I would mm -hmm. love to do that if that opportunity arises in future. Because uh, experience is a huge thing, Dan. And Oops. it's huge. Yeah. Like, well, that's seen, why you're coming to save our sites. <laughs> because if you have seen what happens at sites, hands-on, you can foresee if you... Even when, at, when I'm at a sponsor, I know that this is not going to work if you're going to do this. Because I am a site. I was a coordinator. And I, I knew what I did and not and what was in my capacity. They are mm -hmm. so overworked. Most of the coordinators are. They are doing ridiculous, Ridiculously <laughs> overworked. But, ridiculously uh, overworked. Yeah, so, but then they are, they can make and break a research site too, Dan. I mean, I know... PI is the ultimate person and he's the responsible party. But if you have a good coordinator, you have a good site. That's, oh, that's yeah. Absolutely. I also think yeah. even if you don't do site ownership, that's just one option. Yeah. There's like so much someone like you can accomplish. Um, if you ever get into medical writing, see this now in your career, it makes sense to get degrees based on what you want to do. Like, Thank you for saying that, Dan. That was, that was going to be my next question, and you read my mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, now it makes sense. If but you have to find like medical writing, okay? Because now you get into like regulatory affairs mm -hmm. because you're in the you have the site experience, you have the CRO, you know how the even the vendors work, you have CTM experience at the sponsor. So now the next thing is like 
regulatory affairs. How do we fill out regulatory filings to get this IP to the next phase? How do we do like higher level stuff at the sponsor level, like decision, like more of like even like executive. And th these are people, by the way, I work with a lot of these people. They charge whatever they want, like 800 an hour, 1500 an hour. It doesn't matter. People pay them because there's not that many people willing to do it, number one, and two, that know how to do it. So that's that's like the next step. But when you can get like medical writing, regulatory affairs, biostats, or at least know how to make all these pieces fit together, you could basically run a biotech. I think that's like the next phase of my career when we move back to San Diego is mm -hmm. to get involved on a advisor mm -hmm. level uh, with some of these biotechs and then combine it with marketing somehow. But, you know, that's later. This is a site. I got to run Yuma clinical trials uh, until we figure out what to do with it. But that's, yeah. Yeah. that's, and you're just getting started. Your career is just getting started. That that's really very reassuring, Ben. It really is. Well, yeah. <laughs> You've got at least what, like twenty five <laughs> years, got a willing, but if not more, I mean, that's there's so much we can do afterwards. This is why you have to come to SOS Conference, SaveOurSites.com. No matter what your skill level, no matter even if you're thinking of starting a site or not, the people that are gonna be there are from all areas of research and mm. we're we're doing this uh this is our first inaugural conference is going to be in february and every year we're having a conference um so yeah come see it to there she's gonna be there and uh hopefully you'll be there and uh we'll yeah, be able to know I, I will be i want to be and i will be yeah thank you we'll, we'll see you there and everybody go connect we'll do <laughs> like a live stream we'll have to do a live stream with you um because i already know people are gonna ask questions but as we wrap up there's a lot a lot of people from india or other countries similar that want to move to either us or canada and do research so what advice do you have for them in like maybe one minute sure um i'm going to say this dan that this is a great field to be in. It's rewarding. It is uh, satisfying. And there is no limit to where you can go into it. And like I said, if, if they have seen the entire interview today, you don't need a degree. All you need is a passion for science, a passion to you know you have to you just want to do this uh, because if you if you have a purpose um i mean of course i am very passionate about it but even if you want to look at it as a potential career i think it's a great place to start and like i said you can go there is you can go from uh, and there are multi, it's a multiverse universe if i can say there are several different areas where you can uh you know specialize or you can do something what i'm doing which is doing everything but like there are several different avenues that you can always explore within the industry um and you just have to be in it to know it so that's that's what i would say
I hope I. Thank you very much. Yeah. Ready to? I agree, and it's just good to hear from someone else uh, who's actually done it. But everybody, you gotta go connect with Ritu. Her LinkedIn's underneath. She's gonna be at SOS, so you should be there too. SaveOurSites.com. Thank you so much, Ritu. We'll go live one of these days before the yes, year's over. Thank you, Dan. I really appreciate that. I I think uh, you're doing a great job, and it's really. I mean, I feel so grateful that I was able to connect uh, with you today and talk to you in person, like virtually. But yeah, Me one too. on one. That was really amazing. Thank you very much. Me too. Thank you for coming on and uh, nice to connect with you as well. Everybody go connect with Ritu. She's somebody you got to get to know. Like, subscribe, comment, share. Bye-bye.